What is up, guys? Welcome back to Peace and Tribulation. I hope everyone is having a good start to August. I know that this is a month that has a lot to do with transitioning from like summer plans to school plans. So I'm hoping you guys are getting some good, adequate rest in this period right before, you know, big transitions and changes and stuff like that, uh, different schedules and everything. So if you need any encouragement or prayers, please let me know because I would love to be there for you. Today, I actually want to talk about the topic of rest and what it means to rest in God because I realized the second night of August that I was either going to continue in a striving mindset that was going to leave me being burnt out or I can have the option to set Jesus as my center foundation and have that pour out into every area of my life. And obviously what's more fruitful and life-giving is going to be having Jesus as the center. And you might be thinking like, okay, Destiny, well, I feel like you already have Jesus as your center. You talk about him, you love him, you know, you read his word, you have a devotional, like, you know, this podcast is about him. Yes, that is true. I do love Jesus. And I, of course, want him to be at my center of every area of my life. But sometimes when you face trials and tribulation and suffering and transitions, and you know, we also face a very real enemy, you forget that it's actually Jesus who is with you through it. And you start to strive and you start to um, turn back to old ways of relying on yourself. I'm very much talking about myself right now. So um, I've realized that I've needed to just reset which means I need to rest in God. I have not been doing this, to be honest with you. Reading the word of God has been a struggle. Um, for me, when I go back to old ways of thinking, it's it's this idea that I am the one figuring it all out and that my relationship with God is one that I just have to keep searching for and that if I don't figure it out, then God is just not with me. I don't know if any of you have struggled with that, but it is definitely very, very hard to walk in grace when you are walking as if it is you who determines everything and that's that's very hard it's very difficult to maneuver through that and it's exhausting because you're trying to preach that God is good all the time and he is faithful and he is just and he is amazing and merciful and gracious but you're feeling as though you still have to strive for that to be true for yourself but the thing about God's word is that it doesn't change his word remains the same. And what is so cool is that Jesus is the living word. His His word is so powerful to sharpen than a two-edged sword and um, has the ability to cut through every single lie, every single um, feeling of shame and guilt, every single power of sin. Like he, his, his word is so powerful. It is so alive. And a lot of the things we focus on are not leading us to looking at his word, but looking to ourselves and limiting our ability to rely on God. So when I get in this mindset, it's hard to read the word of God because I'm looking at it expecting to see that I'm not doing good enough, that I um, need to fix this before this part of his word is true. And it's just, it's a very conditional mindset to have. And I've talked about striving on here a few times. So I apologize if it sounds like a broken record, but I think it is important for us to break down um, the habits of striving and treating ourselves with a conditional love. And to do that, we truthfully need to rest in Jesus, resting in his word, resting in his presence, resting in everything about him. And, um, 
yeah, I just want to talk about that today because I feel more freedom resting in God. And to be honest with you, that has been scary as crap because (laughs) I am used to working for rest. And I, I keep thinking about the story of Mary and Martha and they're the two sisters who, um, who Jesus came to their house and Martha is like cooking up this big feast, you know, she's whipping it in the kitchen and she's doing all this. She's cleaning the dishes. She's putting the work in. She's probably sweating. I would be too, Martha. And she's Mac. She's like, Mary's over there sitting with Jesus at his feet and she should be helping me. So she tells Jesus that she's like, Jesus, don't you see that I'm doing all of this and shouldn't Mary help? And Jesus's response is that Mary actually found the only thing that is needed. And so that's what was given. And that's what it wouldn't be taking away from her. It wouldn't be taken away from her. And where was she? She was at the feet of Jesus, like just worshiping him. How beautiful is that? How many times do we even treat our relationship with God like that? Where it's like, Lord, I've been worshiping. I've been doing my devotional time. I've been off social media. I've been fasting from this. I've been making my bed and cleaning my room every day. I have been going on walks. I have been, you know, only play. Like I I haven't cussed in three weeks. Like I haven't done this. I haven't done that. And I still feel like I can't hear you. I still feel like you're far from me. One, he's not far from you because he's with us through it all. Praise the Lord that he is so faithful. But number two, if our goal isn't to be at the feet of Jesus first, when we're chasing everything that's preventing us from being at his feet, why would we expect to be at his feet? We need to humble ourselves and realize that if we needed him to die on the cross for us, we need to be be going and sitting at that cross. We need to be going and sitting at the feet of Jesus. We need to be going and praising and worshiping him with no ulterior motive, with no ambition, with no, like not even worried about our dreams, our worries. Because at the end of the day, when we, when we rest so much in our creator, everything about our lives, the good and the bad, the suffering, the, the, the hills and the valleys, all of that seems like nothing when you're just sitting with your creator. I tell you that there's no way I have received peace besides being with Jesus. No way. There's, there's parts of, of myself that are so overwhelmed by thoughts and worries and fears and lies and, and just negative lenses I have put on about myself and my life that can only be hushed by Jesus that that every single what if does not matter when i rest in jesus and it's not even about like resting in his word resting in his in his music resting in with his people it's about true time with jesus now yes do we need to worship him yes for sure do we need to be in his word for sure but if you're doing that in hopes of one day having a relationship with him you're going to feel farther and farther Because you're going to start putting your relationship with Jesus based on what you are doing. When in reality, it is Christ in us who makes anything possible. Who literally brings the life within us. He is the living water. So we need to spend time 
with him. We need to spend time being filled with him. And I'm not talking about a self-care night on a Sunday. I'm not talking about a day of to-do list that you get done that make you feel better because oh, I just feel so relieved and now I can watch Netflix. No, I'm talking about getting rid of everything that overstimulates your brain. And taking it back to the cross, taking it back to the feet of Jesus and resting in him. Sometimes when we focus so much on our works, uh, at least for me, I should say, when I focus so much on my works, I will start to think about every bad thing I've ever done. And when I think about every bad thing I've ever done, I think about the ways that I fall short now or the ways I might fall short again. And it makes me feel even more unworthy to be in the presence of God. I want to tell you that those feelings, those thoughts, those ways of living are not from the Lord. They're not from the Lord. Every single time he has met someone, the leper, the Samaritan woman, they were in the midst of suffering from from past shame, from disease. They were in the midst of needing to be healed, and he talked to them and communed with them then. He didn't wait and say, uh, I'm going to stay at this distance until you figure out how you need to be healed. I know how, I actually am your healer, but I want you to really put up a fight and then come back. And once I see that you sweated enough, okay, I'll heal you. No, he knew all about who they were. He knew all about what they needed. And out of love, out of love, he provided what was needed. We need to be so about resting in Jesus that knowing his love is so foreign to us, but also so consuming that other ways of living is like when the temptation to see it is there, it's like, okay, but I just experienced the love of Jesus. I can't, I can't turn back to just watching TV as my rest. I can't turn back to toxic relationships as my way for validation. I can't turn back to social media as my way to feel loved and pretty because I just experienced the love of Jesus. And it's so different than what I've seen, but it actually brings me life and peace. And some of us, including myself, are used to self-sabotage, are used to, are used to self-doubt are used to feeling as though we don't have any value unless we we look good enough, unless we put in enough work, unless we do enough for other people. And so it will feel foreign to rest in the love of God. And, and when you're in the midst of your suffering and you're insecure and you're like, what? I'm so confused. I really want to encourage you and I'm praying and declaring right now that self-sabotage will not get in your way in Jesus' name. Because we do not need to live that way. We don't need to live in a way that we are assuming disappointment. That we are assuming that Jesus is only going to be there when we do good things for him. I understand that the conditional love of the world has made you feel as though that you're never going to be enough for your, for your creator. But let me remind you that he is also your savior and redeemer. Let me remind you that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Let me remind you that you call on his name and he answers. Let me remind you that you're not, you're never going to be hidden from him anyways. Let me remind you that he's already known you. That he knows every thought 
Let me remind you that he knows the plans he has for you. Let me remind you that he is your comforter and that he leads you to a place of rest. Psalm 23. He is the great shepherd and he refuses to leave the one because he has the 99. The 99 don't get lost because he leaves to go get the one. No. So don't, don't, don't self-sabotage where you're like, well, I don't want him to, I don't want him to lose the 99 because he comes looking for me because I don't deserve that. The 99 aren't lost. But if you are needing, if you are needing a savior, you're needing Jesus. He's the only one. So rest in him. Get to know your savior. Lay at his feet. I know I've talked about this on, on this podcast before, so it really might seem like a broken record, but I've talked about this before and still not applied it to myself. I've talked about this before and still not understood that that is exactly what Jesus was calling me to do in that moment. I got this beautiful book literally yesterday called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And he talks about how we are such a an, a world full of hurry. That, you know, when we ask, a, ask someone how they're doing, we're like, oh, you know, I'm good. I'm just busy, though. And, and, and he's a... I believe he had like a mega church where he had like six services. Are you freaking kidding me? I would freak the freak out. He had six services and he said that he had all this, you know, all these amazing things, but he felt so dead spiritually because he wasn't resting in Jesus. What good is it for you to strive so much in school or in a relationship or with your family or with making music or whatever, if it's not centered around knowing Jesus. We can know all about him, but we get to know him. We get to slow down. I don't care what the world says. The world's not focused on its creator. The world is not focused on its creator. The world is focused on creation. That's just the, that's just the natural habit of the world. But Jesus is focused on you focused on life. The things of this world will fade. Beauty fades, money fades, value of houses and gas and cars, it all fluctuates, it fades. But Jesus, life in Jesus, it's not like just an opportunity to have life a certain way. Like, no, he is the source of life. Why would you not want to rest in the source of life? I think we get so scared because it seems so simple. But he really is our savior and our healer and he is with us through it so even even in the midst like don't get me wrong like this summer has been so hard for me because i've been learning so many things and it's been a very developmental summer and i have been understanding the lenses i i've worn i've been faced with things that i'm ashamed of i have been faced with doubt and and extreme insecurity and and every single negative thought about myself and my life and how the Lord thinks of me. But when I tell you that the realization that God has been with me through that, what a good God. What a good God that we literally persecute him. And he still died for us. What a good God. That he doesn't fail in his promise that he is love. What a good God. That although we don't deserve it, he gives us what we need. Grace is a gift. Life is such a gift. 
What a good God that he can redeem us despite our past. What a good God that his forgiveness allows us for a better future. What a good and gracious God that no matter you still struggling in the midst with addiction or with with lust, with, with whatever it is, with needing validation from men or women, what a good God that in the midst of that, he's still seeing you as his creation, as a source of his image, as a source of his life, as a source of love, as a creation out of love. What a good God that he's not looking at you as a failure. What a good God that the truth of him overcomes every single lie. What a good God that where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. And what a good God that who the sun sets free is free indeed. And where his spirit is, there is freedom, freedom from everything. Yet we sometimes trust so much in, in all those things I just mentioned that make us fall short more than the fact that God gives us, God gives us exactly what we meet, what we need in those areas. And it comes from resting in him. We can't receive that rest. We can't receive that peace by trying to figure it out or trying to fake it until we make it. Of Yes, he just is my peace and tribulation. Man, that is true. He is. So I better know him as my peace. I better know him as my love. I better know him as my life. I want to know myself as his bride as well. How am I supposed to know that if I don't know the bridegroom? I don't want to show up to my wedding day and not know my husband know nothing about him but just know his name no I want to show up being like yep that's my husband (laughs) I want to I want to know I want to spend time with you I want to know what it means for for me to be seen through the lens that you see me in and that that's never changed because you don't even remember my sin you're not even paying attention to that And how beautiful is it that even in the midst of our brokenness, all things have the ability to bring honor and glory to God. That whatever we do, whether we eat or whether we drink, we do it for the honor and glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Don't you realize that that's not because we have to strive for it to bring glory to God, but it's because that God is a God that can be glorified no matter what. So it's Him that brings the glory to it. Don't you realize that in the simplicity of you living your life with Jesus, that that brings honor and glory to God because it's His ability through you? How beautiful is that? There's no striving. Recognize that the Christ in you is what reflects Christ through you. Do things for God first, but do them out of knowing him first. Rest in the Lord. I want to quickly end this with just some practical ways that I'm practicing this. Um, I've set time limits on all my social media. I'm desperately trying to make sure that I don't go past the time limits. Um, So that's like one big thing because honestly, social media is a hard thing because I do like content creating. I do like, you know, posting things, even if it's encouragement and if it's a word from the Lord um, or what I feel is a word from the Lord, you know, I want to post it, but I also don't want to put my whole being in that. And I don't want to put my whole being in any other area of health as well. I don't want to put my whole being in the, in the cute little, you know, Christian girl schedule of Devo time and walks and worship either if I'm still not doing well in my soul. So I made a list of different things so that it just puts me in my place with the Lord. 
And so physically, that's drinking enough water, eating enough food, um, only limiting myself to one cup of coffee, um, 30 minutes to an hour of joyful movement. Spiritually, that means morning and afternoons with devoted time to God, because that is exactly what devotionals mean. It means hour, hourly prayers of thanks. Um, it means taking Sabbath time, whether that's six hours of a day or a whole day. It means time in complete silence with God. It means having a person to talk to. It means, you know, taking away those things that are distracting you from God as well for a time being. Um, and I mean, mentally, um, you know, going to therapy, getting a support group. I know that I definitely need a support group for recovering um, my eating disorder, even though, you know, I've left my recovery center and I've been walking recovery. I definitely still need a support group. But I also know like mentally I need um, to have space to paint and I need I need space to take care of myself and to talk with God and um, spend time alone but I also know I need time with other people. So it's just finding, okay, basically it's just finding things like all of these things, um, all of these areas of health, health, it's finding things that will work for you. And I ask, I ask you to prayerfully make a list of each area of health and have the Lord reveal to you what you need for each area so that you are resting in him. Do this all out of resting in God first. Maybe you don't even need to make this list yet. Maybe you actually need to focus so much on spending time with God. Maybe that means you don't know what the heck to do and you're like, Destiny, okay, great. I, I've been doing devos. I've been doing all this and I feel empty. I want you to go somewhere quiet. If you have to bring your phone because you drive there, I get that. Take your phone, put it on do not disturb or turn it off until you need to turn it on to, I don't know, like if you're going somewhere, you need directions or something. I get it 100%. Okay. I don't know how to use a map. So no judgment if you want to use your phone for a map. But even if you just have to take your phone for like safety, go somewhere, but turn your phone off and literally just sit in silence for a little bit. And ask God, say, hey, Lord, I don't know what I'm doing. I want to know you and I don't know if I know you. And I want to be reintroduced to what it means to rest in you. And I want to know what it means to have life in you. And I want to know what it means to be loved by you. So if you could just direct me right now and just rest on me and, and be with me clearly, I just pray that I am open to that. And just surrender your heart to God. Surrender your burdens to God. Just Whatever you got, if you got to scream, scream, but spend time with just God. You can bring a notebook, you can bring a Bible, but don't try to figure it out first. And you know, like, okay, I feel like I should go to this passage and then maybe he'll speak to me there. No, allow the Lord to speak to you. Leave room for him to speak. And if you're in a season where you feel like, okay, yes, God is, I can definitely tell that he's being faithful to me, but I'm still feeling far from him, even though I know he's not. I just encourage you to allow God to do it. Allow God to be with you through this season. Allow God to do what he's going to do. Allow God to work for your good and surrender self-sabotage, surrender expectations, surrender frustration and anger, surrender your motives, surrender your dream. Just surrender it all to God and understand and have faith that he is working you got to slow down. It's not, we're not doing this big to-do list. God literally already knows tomorrow. He already knows next week. He already knows five years. He knows your plans. He knows that you want to be married by 35, definitely with like four kids. Me too. But he also knows what's for my good. He also knows the areas of growth I need to be 35 and married with four kids. Because I know dang sure that if he were to try 
to give me some of the things that I desire, different positions, or he would ask me to do things, I would know that I would need him to prepare me for that. So if you're asking for a family, if you're asking for money, if you're asking for a job, ask him to prepare you for what he has in store for you. And then I guarantee too that he's going to prepare your heart for the desires that he has for you, for the plans he has for you. Expect change. Expect that he's going to work. Expect him to be faithful. And if you are still dealing with confusion, that's okay. Don't rely on confusion. Rely on the truth of God because his truth is alive and it remains the same. I want to end this by um, just praying for you. Um, Yeah. I just want to pray for you real quick. So, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Father God, I just thank you for whoever is listening to this right now. And I just declare your protection over them in every area of health. I declare that you are just um, so good, God. You are almighty. You are sovereign and faithful faithful to us through it all. Father, I just ask that um, anyone struggling right now with insecurity or self-sabotage or feeling that they're not enough, feeling that they're unclean, and God, they just need to know that they're pure, I just pray that you remind them of that. I pray that you meet um, whoever is listening in a way that is unique to them that only you would know. So they just sit there in awe of you like, no way did our Father in heaven just speak to me and and draw near to me in this way how beautiful and um god i just pray that you open whoever is listening i hope you open their hearts to you and that everything not of you around them just flees in the name of jesus um god i ask that you just direct each person listening to your way and your will and that um we all just surrender to you we surrender to your peace we surrender to um we surrender our expectations and our burdens to you, God, and we just take up your yoke because it is it is light and easy, Lord. Jesus, I thank you that you are life. I thank you that you're living water. I thank you that you never give up. I thank you that we can try to chase and chase and chase and cook you the best meal, but you're not even focused on that. You just want us to sit at your feet. God, I pray that you give us the places that we can go to sit at your feet and that that is our first desire. God, because we can't seek a kingdom without knowing whose kingdom it is. That would make no sense, Lord. So I just pray that we know you. I pray that we love you. I pray that we just grow in awe of you and we just receive the love you have for us. God, I thank you for this individual. I thank you that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you have made them in your image, God. And that doesn't just mean physically. It means with a heart that desires to persevere, that desires to be in the spirit, that desires to be with his or her creator. God, I just thank you for this person. I thank you for the joy you've placed in them. I thank you for the beauty you've placed in them, the gifts and the talents. God, I just pray that everything about this person honors and glorifies you. Lord, and I just declare your protection, like I said before. So um, this is the day you have made. This is um, this is all for your honor and glory, Lord. Your will be done your way. And um, I just thank you, God, and we just bless you, and we just recognize that you are sovereign, and you are so good, and you are so gracious, and you are so faithful, Lord. Thank you for your son. Thankful, Thank you for your forgiveness, and um, thank you for redemption. So it's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day, and just know that you could always talk to me if you need encouragement or prayer. So praise the Lord.